Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get ready to discuss the Titans Week 10 Thursday night matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. This game is set to take place at Nissan Stadium tonight at 8.20 Eastern. It should be a good game. This should be one of the good Thursday night games we get this year. It'll be airing on Fox and the NFL Network, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. I mean, I hope you guys are too. I mean, this game has some really big implications, but Denard and I are going to break that down for you here in just a minute. But before we get started, I want to ask, do you believe? Believe in Titans is brought to you by betonline.ag, and the NFL season is in full swing. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. You know, right now, I mean, talking about a close game at Bet Online, the spread is a pick 'em. So, based off the the betting line, it's anyone's game. But hey, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And Denard, before we get going, I would like to give a quick update as it relates to the Titans injury report for tonight's game. Last week, Jadavion Clowney was out with a knee injury, but he is good to go. As far as Tennessee players that will not be playing tonight, Dane Crookshank, Adam Humphreys, Michael Pruitt, and Adoree Jackson was activated from the IR to the 53-man roster, but he will not be playing. And I know some people were curious. Roger Saffold, he's good to go after that shoulder injury that he had in the Chicago Bears game. As it relates to the Indianapolis Colts, Mo Ali Cox, their tight end, is questionable. Uh, Jack Doyle, the other tight end, he is out. And T.Y. Hilton is a go. I know he had been battling a groin injury. So, again, I don't know if he's going to be 100%. He's been injury prone the last couple of years, but it looks as though he is going to be playing. And that is the injury report as we get ready for the Titans and the Colts. I also wanted to add that it looks like the Titans are going to have Trevor Daniel be the punter for tonight's game. I know Ryan Allen played pretty well against the Bears this past week, but the coaching staff said that Daniel had the better week in practice and outperformed Allen, and so it looks as though he will be getting the nod. Congrats to Trevor. I mean, I'm I'm honestly kind of surprised by that. Uh, Trevor, a former University of Tennessee standout, hashtag punter you. So uh, good for him, but a little, little surprising note there to keep an eye on whenever the Titans special teams out there, especially the punting unit. But Denard. Titans are 6-2 and two on the year. The Colts are 5-3. and three. This game has some very big division implications whenever you look at the standings at the end of the day. The Titans have a chance to take a two-game lead on the Colts, and the Colts have a chance to tie up the, tie up the division and hold the tiebreaker over the Titans until the two teams ultimately play again. But, Denard, whenever you initially look at this matchup, Titans coming off of a win against Chicago. The Colts, they suffered a loss against the Baltimore Ravens this past Sunday. What's your initial takeaway whenever you're looking at this Indianapolis Colts team? Well, you know what? Unlike the Colts in the past, you know, because you didn't know what you were going to get. I like this team. You know, they they really are kind of like 
a lot like the Titans. They're, they play hard. They play for one another. They have continuity among their interior line on their offense and defensive side of the ball. And I like their defense, in particular their linebackers. I mean, let me tell you something. I, I think that defense really it just kind of embodies what these two linebackers, how the way that, well, the way they play. And I'm talking about Leonard and Walker. They play hard. And I think everything revolves around those two guys. And I think that defense just kind of, they follow them. They emulate everything that they do. So, you know, it's going to be a good game because I, I got to believe these two units, they know each other well. Uh, they're very familiar with one another. I think the coaches know each other. They know each other's DNA. So this is going to make for a very interesting game. So, Get ready, man. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, I'm with you. I, when I look at this Colts team, I definitely view their defense as their strongest asset. In particular, as you mentioned, Darius Leonard, he is leading the team in tackles, and he's even missed a few games. And so that just goes to show, I believe he had 13 on Sunday against the Ravens. And this Colts team, I mean, when we think of the Ravens, we look at a team that knows how to run the ball, and the Colts held them to... I, 110 yards on the ground so that's really impressive when you look at that and I mean as we know with the Titans our strongest or at least what we try to do is to get Derrick Henry in that ground attack moving and so the Colts as you mentioned with their linebackers and their defensive front they know how to stop that so that's really going to be a interesting chess match to watch as you look at what these two coaching staff try and put together. Denard for those who might not have been able to watch the Colts much this year. They obviously have a different situation at quarterback from what we've seen in the years past. This offseason, they went out and they signed Phillip Rivers as someone who has been in the league for years, one of the veteran quarterbacks. What is it that Phillip is going to bring to this team, and how does that probably change this Colts offense compared to maybe what Titans fans have seen the last couple of years? Well, Phillip brings experience, and that's what Frank Wright wanted in his offense that I truly believe when they first made this move, I was sitting back saying to myself, you got to be kidding me. You got J Jacoby Brissett, who was playing lights out for this team. They paid him a lot of money to be their franchise quarterback. And now you bring in Phillip Rivers, and I couldn't understand why. Well, they're five and three right now. They're second in the division. And with this game, they basically can go up, you know, and tie Tennessee right now in first place. But when you think about what Phillips, what he brings, it's not just his knowledge, but his command of the offense. Now, they haven't been able to get going this year. I just really feel like this team haven't, their offense haven't found their identity yet. But you know what? What you lack in one area, you might be strong in, a, uh, strong in another area. And that's where my man Jonathan Taylor comes in. Now, let me tell you something, Dave. Now, we both watched him when he was at Wisconsin. I thought he was the best back in the league. I mean, well, in college, I, I really thought this guy was going to win the Heisman. But I'm going to tell you what, he is a phenomenal player, 5'10", 226 pounds. He is strong. This is the guy they love to run right up the gut. They love to run a lot of screens with them. He's very elusive and he's strong. I'm going to say that again. You got to wrap up this week. I, can't, I have to put a point of emphasis on wrapping up because one tackler won't bring Jonathan down. So if they're struggling in the passing game, which they've been all season, they just really haven't uh, developed any continuity among the receivers. I think T.Y., again, he's torched the Titans in the past, but he's kind of getting up in age. Uh, he hasn't been very productive this year. He's been battling with a nagging uh, yeah, groin that, injury that, as of late. Yeah, that groin injury. But they've been trying to really implement Michael Pittman Jr. more into the offense. 
And him and Phillip really, they haven't been on the same page. All the games that I've really been able to break down, they just seem to not, they haven't been able to gel yet. And that's the problem. But what you don't want is for those two to get going. And Zach Pascal, now he likes him. Now he's a very dangerous receiver. And so what you got to do is you got to make sure you try to keep this offense one dimensional because if they get going, they can be a very dangerous group. Yeah, you mentioned Zach Pascal. He was actually on the Titans roster back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's, he's someone Titans fans might be familiar with. I'm, I'm with you on Phillip Rivers is one of the guys that he's not really been able to get a whole lot of things clicking so far this year. I mean, he's only got through eight games. He has 10 touchdowns to seven interceptions, which uh, it's, it's, it's not really going to cut it. And so their offense can be anemic at times. And so if our defensive front's not stopping that running attack, they can really take it take advantage of us in the ground game. And, I mean, you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, a really good running back out of Wisconsin. He's already got 106 carries on the year, averaging around 3.9. I'm really curious about this game. I can I can expect it to actually – I can see it being a lower-scoring game than what we're typically used to between uh, these two teams. And whenever I look at Phillip Rivers, when this game's going to come down, there's, there's the age-old joke that me and my friends have that uh, – Oh, look again, there comes Phillip Rivers, down one touchdown late with the ball, having a chance to win the game, and then they usually fall short because, I mean, if you, you kind of look at his time with the Chargers over the last several years, they're always really close and they're in the game, but they somehow would always seem to fall short and never be able to take advantage of the moment. And, I, I mean, I kind of hope that that's the case again, but it's really interesting watching that offense because for some of the pieces that they have, I would have expected with Frank Reich that they'd be firing uh, on more cylinders than they have yeah. been. And so this has got to be a chance to where the Titans, where we saw them take advantage of it on Sunday against the Bears, but they really held their own in third down situations. Bears were 2 of 15 on third down conversions. So the Titans have to be able to bring that same type of mentality that they had on Sunday and continue to get some pressure on Phillip Rivers because if he has all day, we know he can sit back there and pick us apart. So if the Titans pass rush, is pretty much non-existent. I can see this being an issue where the Titans are really struggling and it would be difficult for them to come out on top with a win. So it's going to be one of those chess battles that I, th- I think is really intriguing to watch as it unfolds. Denard, when we switch over and we look at the Titans going into this game, I mean, we know what their typical style is. It's like, hey, we're going to establish it with Derrick Henry. The last couple of weeks, we've been struggling with that offense, especially whenever you look at the first half against Pittsburgh most of the game against Cincinnati, and then really the the second half, you had a couple of drives here and there, but Chicago did a pretty good job of, of keeping it to where the offense wasn't doing a whole lot, especially early on. So what do you need to see from the Titans? How can they take advantage of this Colts defense that is really good? Well, let me say this with this defense, and I like defensive coordinators. Is it Matt Eberflus? Is that the way you pronounce his name? I believe so. Yeah, so... You know, so I was looking at this defense, and one of the things that I like about it, it's a very conservative defense. They got a really good defense because what they do is they don't give up what I call explosive plays. And what a conservative defense is, is we let our linebackers roam. We play very conservative in the back end. They play what I call a lot of zone coverage and a lot of zone from a press bell. Now, they got some really good corners, and Xavier Rose, we know about his story. He's at Minnesota got paid a million, a billion dollars, and then all of a sudden it really didn't pan out. So, again, uh, they let him go. And uh, Kenny Moore, 
He's, they're really solid, but what they do is, when I say a conservative approach, is they keep everything in front of them, and they're a really good tackling defense. So what you're going to see, they're going to give Tennessee and A.J. is what A.J. loves to do, a lot of slants, hitches, a lot of underneath routes. They're going to give you that. They want you to have that. What they do a good job is make sure you don't really convert on the 50-50 ball. You don't get beat. They don't get beat on explosive plays. And that's what has kept this team, especially this defensive unit, uh, really in the top five because they don't give up big plays. And if you don't give up big plays in this league, it always gives you a chance to be successful on the defensive side of the ball. And that's partly the reason that they're five and three is their defense. They play well and they just let their linebackers flow. That means that's why you see guys like Darius Leonard make so many tackles is because they let them basically just play what I call wrong. Wrong means just be a player. And then what we'll do is we'll play very conservative in the back. Don't give up anything. And then boom. And that's how they play. They're going to give up some plays. And I promise you, they're going to let you have, have some plays. They're going to give up some yardage. But again, it's just called bend, but don't break. Yeah, the Titans really do need to make sure that they are extremely efficient once they get to the red zone. Uh, that's something you saw towards the end of last year as the Titans were making their run deep into the postseason. They had it at times earlier this year, but I feel like that's kind of fallen off a little bit as we've gotten more into the middle of the season. But Denard, you mentioned it. I mean, that's kind of my key to the game. A lot of the times people think with the Titans, yeah, you want to establish the run early, and and then that allows the play action to open up the passing game, which I, I'm not really so much buying into that for this game because I, I do really respect that Colts front seven on their defense. What I'm saying you need to do is you need to try to really press the Colts deep and try to take advantage of matchups that you're going to have with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis on the outside. And if you can really force their corners, their safeties to have to play back, and you can stretch that field out a little bit, I think that would allow you some better opportunities to open up the run game some more. And so I'm I'm saying if you're the Titans early, I'm taking some deep shots, seeing what you can get, and hopefully it starts to open things up and, and the Titans can go from there and, and get this offense rolling like we've seen it in the past because, I mean, if – if Tannehill's firing and he's getting this team up and running like we've seen them, the Titans shouldn't have an issue because this if this turns into a shootout, I totally expect the Titans to win. I mean, but if you're the Colts, you're relying on that defense to keep this thing low scoring and hopefully you come out on top in a like a twenty three to twenty type win. So yeah. if the Titans can get over thirty, they're gonna win this game. I agree. I totally agree. You know how you know what Baltimore did to exploit this defense? They utilized their tight ends. Mark Andrews is a monster down in Baltimore. He is he's very slowly but becoming one of the elite tight ends in the league. If you watched that game last week, Mark Andrews had a huge game against that defense. He was able to get right in the middle of that zone and they exploited that zone all day long. So I'm seeing the X factors of this game is Anthony Berkshire and John U. Smith. If Jonu gets healthy a little bit this week, I promise you, man, this is going to be a game where our tight ends basically can end up having a huge day. And that might be the difference in opening up the running game. If you can get your tight ends in the middle of that zone, basically exploit that zone, soften it up a little bit, get them playing on their heels a little bit, then that opens up some lanes for Derek to run. So I'm looking at Anthony Ferkshire and Jonu Smith as being the X factors this game. Yeah, the Colts so far this year, I mean, I know you, you alluded to Mark Andrews having a good game, but prior to that, they've done a really good job of limiting the tight end position from really taking advantage of that defense. And I mean, 
that makes sense when you look at their linebacking core. If if you, if you look there and, and their safeties, I mean, if they can get those guys lined up on a tight end, they've usually have been pretty successful in not allowing them to get, get a whole lot going. So, yeah, if, if Jonu and Anthony can get things going early and they can take advantage of, of the coverage that, that you're going to get from the Colts, I think it can be a really good day for the Titans and that offense. Now, Denard, I know we're kind of getting to that point to where the season really does have a lot of implication for these division games, and right now the AFC is just really, the, like in, in my opinion, they're kind of heads and shoulders above the NFC, and when you look at some of these teams that are going to be battling it out for a playoff berth, it's really important for the Titans to take advantage of this game and get that two-game lead. Uh, the Titans, as we've talked about before, they've not won a division title since 2008, and so from the, a player's perspective, Denard, I mean, how much of a relief would that be for the Titans to walk out of this game on Thursday night knowing that they got a two-game lead in the AFC South? Well, you look at it like this, okay? The most important game is the next game. There is not one game bigger than the other. That's kind of coach's approach to the way this game is played. You don't look two weeks down the line like we got them like sometimes in college. That's not going to. That's not going to cut it because I've always said again that there's no such thing as disparity in this league. But, yes, you want to make sure you take care of this game because it is a divisional game, and you got to remember it. Anytime you're playing in the division, that counts twice. So you got to look at it that way because that's one thing you want to do is win your division. We talked about that earlier. Uh, this past summer was them winning the division so you don't put yourself in a hole. you got to worry about somebody else losing. So that's the key. So the way you look at this game is it's just a divisional game. Now it's the most important. And if you can do that, if you can win, that basically it just gives you more of a, I was like a little bit more margin, you know, to get out there. And that's what you want. You want to make sure you take care of the games in your division. If you're going to lose, then lose to somebody out of the division because that won't hurt you as much as losing within the division. Yeah, it's as the the playoff picture starts to take shape. I mean, we're already to week ten, so it's uh, the season's kind of happening pretty quickly. But the Titans are sitting at six and two right now. They are still about a, a game behind the Bills and the Chiefs when you just look at games played. But if the the playoffs were to start today, just based off where things sit, the Titans would be the fourth seed, winning the AFC South. But again, we know there's a lot still going on there. Buffalo's at seven and two, but hey, you do have the tiebreaker over Buffalo with that win that we had against them earlier in the year with the one seed. I mean, the Steelers are still 8-0. They're going to hold on to that until they lose. And you got Kansas City at the second seed at 8-1. But right behind the Titans, I mean, you got Baltimore at 6-2, and but the Raiders, Dolphins, Cleveland Browns, and the Indianapolis Colts are all sitting at 5-3. and So, I mean, those are nine teams I just gave you that are still right there within contention. And so you got to take advantage. And right now for the Titans, you're fortunate that you're 2-0 and already in division play. The Colts, surprisingly, they've only played one division game so far, and that was in yeah. week one when they got beat by the Jacksonville Jaguars, which not many people were expecting, and that's the Jaguars' only win of the season. So, again, I mean, it's it's the NFL each week, any given Sunday, as they say. I know we're playing on Thursday, but, I mean, you saw it on Monday night. The Jets, like they're, they're 0-8, but they gave the yeah. Patriots a run for their money. Almost. <laughs> and it came down to the last-second field goal as time expired for the Patriots to come out victorious. But this game is just critical for the Titans as you look at the playoff implications because and and if they do drop it, they got Baltimore next week, which is by no yeah. means an easy game. 
and then you go on the road to Indianapolis. Right. So three of your next five games. If you can move divisional. to seven and two, it's it's very critical that the Titans take advantage of each and every opportunity that they're given on Thursday night. Yeah, you remember what I told you last week, as I alluded to earlier, you you in what we call the meat and potatoes part of the schedule. This is what we call the big dog. Think about it. Your next th- your next five out of your next five opponents, three of those going to be divisional games. So this is the most important stretch. Why? You got three of your next five. You got to take care of business. And if this team takes care of business like I know they can, then guess what? It sets them up to be in a really good position going down. Because this is the final stretch. Let's just be honest with you. This is the stretch. Because after that, you got three games left. And, you know, like I said before, if there's anybody that can do it, I think it's this team. I'm with you. I I, I do want to say, as we've kind of been just talking about the playoff picture, I know we haven't really discussed that much this year, but on Tuesday of this week, the NFL went ahead and they the owners approved the plan to have eight teams make the playoffs for each conference if the season does end up getting shortened due to COVID cancellations. Okay. So if the games, you do start to see some games missing here and there, uh, the owners did put a plan in place to where the top eight teams make the playoffs and therefore no one has a bye because one will play eight, two will play seven, right. three versus six, and four versus five. Like a college football uh, format. Yeah, yeah. So uh, okay. it'll 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 be interesting to see like what exactly it would take for us to get there. But I mean, uh, for college football, you're starting to see some cancellations take place amongst yeah. some of these Power Five programs, even more so. I mean, Nard, you and I are SEC guys, and so uh, both our teams this week are going to be having their games postponed due to COVID outbreaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll continue to monitor and and see what happens as that front goes along, but. As we get into giving the predictions, Denard, I know you're not uh, you're not huge on that, but as we get ready for this Thursday night game at 8:20 Eastern time at Nissan Stadium, how you feeling? Well, every time I say it's going to be a blowout, it's it's usually close. Yeah, so every time I say, you know, I looked at last year's series, they split. So when Indy played at Tennessee, Indy won 19 to 17. When Tennessee went to Indy, they won 31-17. And I keep saying, well, what's my prediction? And I'm, I'm terrible. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. I think we're going to end up seeing the best coach team uh, step in Nissan Stadium that we that we witnessed all season. They're going to bring their A game because they know this is a big game. So I got a close game. I got. I'm going to go like last. I'm going to go 19. I'm going to, matter of fact. I'm going to go. It's going to be identical to the score of the second game uh, last year. Um, down at Nissan Stadium, nineteen seventeen, and I got Titans winning it by a field goal. Okay, nice. I'm gonna <laughs> let you know, man. I have had a a pretty rough stretch whenever it comes to my gambling picks lately. I'm yeah. gonna fade myself. I'm a uh, fans. I want to want to hear this, but I'm I'm gonna take the Colts for this this game. On I don't like that, but the Colts. I mean, I think after coming against coming up like they did against Baltimore, I think they're gonna be. Yeah ready to play, and the best thing for a team that's coming off a loss is to have a quick turnaround, and so I I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I would probably advise people to take the under. I've been seeing that at around 48, 48 and a half. Oh, man, I don't don't want to do it, but yeah, I'm going to take the Colts 24 to 20, and uh, hopefully the fading of myself actually turns out to work. So that's what I got 
But it, it should be a very close game. I, I, I think the defenses are really going to shine in this one, and it's going to be some frustrating moments for, for both teams. But uh, the turnover battle and field position are going to be absolutely critical for this game coming up. And, and Denard, as we get ready to close out, man, any, any final thoughts? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna piggyback off you because I wanted to say this, and I hope this is not a trend. So every time this team, and I'm talking about the coast, that they lose a game, they go on at least a two to three game winning streak. So if you look at their schedule, they lost to Jacksonville. They come back. They beat Minnesota. They beat the Jets. They beat Chicago. Then they lose to Cleveland. Then they come back. They win against Cincinnati, Detroit. Then they lose to Baltimore. I hope this is not a trend. I hope this is broken. <laughs> so, so I'm going to go with Tennessee. But, but I mean, based off what you just told me, they've uh, outside of that first game to Jacksonville, they've they've beaten the bad teams and they've lost to the good teams. So yeah. I, would, I would like to see that actually continue because we know anything can happen. But the Titans are a good team. Yeah, they have shown that so far this year. Yeah, I would. I'm going to go Titans. And the reason that I'm going to go Titans this game again, I, I think this team is on a roll. I think they found their DNA and. I just think that at the end of the day, I think this is a team that can only beat themselves. And if they continue to have that mindset that, you know what, it's us against the world, but nobody has taken us serious all year. And we got to continue to prove to people that we're just as good as last year. Last year was nothing. Okay. We're on a mission this year. And if they stay on that mission, I think this is a team that not only will they take care of their business Thursday, but they would take care of their business for the other four games that's coming up after that. And they're going to put themselves in a good position to earn a, a really good playoff spot. Well, hopefully the Titans can get their one game winning streak and have that continue into two Thursday. Again, Thursday night Titans have now played on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Maybe we can go for all seven days of the week. If the crazy things keep happening, but Hey, they will. this has, uh, has been fun Denard. And hopefully whenever we're doing the recap of this, we're talking about a win. But that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.